Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust, member FDIC. Aaron Torres, of course, of the Aaron Torres podcast, as well as Fox Sports Radio, had a great sit-down interview on his podcast with Razorback head basketball coach Eric Musselman. They talked a lot about the NBA draft, talked about his team upcoming this year. So let's go ahead and talk more about that with our guy Aaron as we go to the Jones and Sun Diamond and Brattle Fine Jewelry Hotline. And welcome in Aaron Torres of that Aaron Torres podcast. And AT, as always, man, we appreciate you joining us. How are you doing this afternoon? So I'm doing well. I have a question for you guys. Do you, I saw you guys are talking U.S. Open, you're talking College World Series, obviously, um, you know, without the hogs. And I'm not, I'm not saying that sarcastically, but what, what I was curious about, do you guys like this time of year when you can kind of dive into topics that you want, like, like you guys would never talk, like, like, there could be a meteor hit a golf course in October and you would never talk golf. But today you are because obviously it's a quiet time for all of us who cover college sports. Do you like this time of year or do you like more being in the bread and butter and kind of having those topics that really, really, really resonate in the college sports world? I'm curious. Well, just for me personally, I really don't like this time of year for content wise, (laughs) but I do love it because it's usually when I take most of my vacations and my days off. So you know, you got to balance it out a little bit. But, yeah, I mean, it, listen, it, yeah. you got you got to do what you got to do. And, of course, we wish uh, Arkansas was in the World Series right now, but that's not the case. But that's okay because, listen, Razorback basketball, uh, for all intents and purposes, have been something that's been carrying uh, a lot of people's interest just because of the fact that there's so much going on with the program. You've had success over the past three years. And knowing that uh, you have a great transfer class that's coming in and you got to sit down – with the head man himself, yeah. Eric Musselman. So, so Aaron, just uh, I got to listen to it as a great interview, or I guess watch it in this Thank case. You. But uh, out of curiosity, just when you've talked to him and you've known him for a long time, did you see anything as far as his mentality, his demeanor, anything that may be different from when you've talked to him in previous times, or was he the same old, same old Mus? Um, you know, listen, I, 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 I do think there is a sense of excitement for him. Listen, you know, he's obviously. Uh, you know, one, and we talked a little bit about this, he, he's been on the other side of the NBA draft. But I think even since he got to the college game and has, has had, um, you know, uh, the opportunity to coach professionals at both Nevada um, and, and Arkansas, I, I also think it's safe to say that he's never had a night quite like what he is, like what we're all expecting him in Arkansas basketball to have on Thursday. And that was honestly a lot of the reason why I wanted to have him on is, is I, I wasn't, I wasn't going to pepper him with too many questions about the 2024 team. I don't think it's fair to him or the players, you know, not, you know, what is it? Six months out from the start of the season, be asking a million questions about guys that, that haven't made their debuts for Arkansas yet. So I wanted to keep the focus on Thursday night and I bring it up because really, John, I mean, I, I think, you know, as you guys know, Musk loves basketball. He loves everything about it. Um, you know, the coaching, the recruiting, the development, the relationships. And I just, I just sense the real sense of excitement about what Thursday night is going to bring for Arkansas basketball. And, and, and I don't mean it from uh, this many guys get drafted and we get to tweet about it and, and, and um, you know, use it in recruiting. I, I think what I mean by that is that I think there's a sense of excitement that he just gets to see four guys that, that he got to spend the last year with uh, change their lives. And I think for, you know, I, I kind of equated it. I'm not a parent, John. I know you're, I don't think you are either. <laughs> no, um, no, I'm not. But I bring, <laughs> yeah, I thought so. I didn't, I didn't want to make that, that major leap though, but I bring it up because I thought, you know, it, to, to me, 
it feels kind of like, you know, watching your son, you know, graduate on to the next thing, whether it's high school to college, middle school to high school, whatever. And it seemed like he is just excited for that process. Again, not, not so he can brag and put out a bunch of tweets and all that kind of stuff, but just because, you know, you spend one, two, I'm sure in the case of a Nick Smith, three, four years recruiting, and you get to see him reach his lifelong goal along with obviously – hopefully Jordan Walsh, Ricky Council, and uh, Anthony Black on Tuesday so, or on Thursday. So that would be the only thing that I would say, John, really stood out to me as anything different than any other time. Usually it's about basketball. It's about the team. Um, this time it feels like he's just happy and, and, and excited to be along for the ride as those guys' lives change on Thursday night. The coach must speak about these players and uh, what they can bring to a team on the next level. Some of uh, what they do best and uh, and how they project to the next level and go into the NBA. Well, Joe, I mean, you got to listen to get all those details. No, <laughs> I'm kidding. Um, no, no, no. You know, we talked a lot about Anthony Black, um, which understandably, I mean, I think if, if my math is correct, my research is correct, probably likely the first top 10 pick for Arkansas since Joe Johnson in 2001. Um, so I, I think the thing that stood out to me about what he said about Anthony Black is that uh, one, I, I think even as somebody who tries to follow all this stuff and covers this stuff and talks to people, I don't even know that I realized how much that coaching staff put on Anthony Black throughout the season where he was talking about, you know, in huddles, Anthony Black would say, hey, coach, I think we need to run this or I think we need to switch this uh, schematic thing, this coverage, this defense, this whatever. So I think that was what stood out to me for Anthony Black is that, that you know, he is just now ascending into the player that he's going to be then I think the other thing that stood out, and I don't think it's a surprise to Razorback fans, and, and you know, you could sense the disappointment in him, just like in every Arkansas fan, that we didn't get to see the full complement of what Nick Smith can do. I mean, I, I think it goes without saying, you know, he was ranked number one in the country for a reason. Um, and, and Coach Musk kind of went through, hey, listen, you know, he was playing great in Europe, and then he had an injury. Came back, was playing great, then had another injury, and it was just so start-stop for him. Again, I, I think from my perspective as the interviewer, I think it was, again, like talking about your son. Like you're disappointed that he didn't get to show everything that he's capable of more than how – certainly it, it didn't come up how it impacted the team. But I think you could just sense a, a sense of disappointment from him that, that all of America didn't get to see the full Nick Smith package. And then from there, he really talks about what Nick Smith does well and what NBA scouts are telling him – uh, having had a chance to work with Nick Smith over these last couple of weeks. So, yeah, I, I, I think to answer your question, he, those were the kind of things that stood out about the players uh, in this year's draft. And, again, just I think a sense of overall excitement because, as I've said a few times now, there's four guys in this draft that, that could potentially be drafted from Arkansas. Great for the program, but, of course, great for those four individuals as well. Well, what would it mean to a program like Arkansas, who has a lot of history, and they've had players drafted before? You know, they've had Isaiah Joe, they've had Jalen Williams, they've had Moses Moody here recently. But you're talking about potentially four guys in the NBA draft, and two of them being taken in the first round. Just what does that do for a program like Arkansas, and for the future, and for recruiting, and for Eric Musselman being the coach here to show, hey, not only can you come here and we put you in the league, but we put multiple guys in the league from the same team. Yeah, it was funny. Uh, I was on air a few few days ago with, with your guys' buddy Phil Elson, and we talked about this exact thing. Is like, you know, you just look at, you know, I mean, let's be honest. Is it program changing? I don't know. You've been to three straight Sweet 16s and two Elite Eight, so it's like I don't think it's program changing. 
But I think one thing that I know that the three of us have talked about through the years, I know that I've talked to Phil about, I know I've talked to Coach Musk about, is that, you know, it's almost like, you know, I think coaches use this as, as a analogy a lot in football, right? You stack days up on top of each other. You don't start out as great. You don't start out as incredible. But you stack one good day on top of two, on top of five, on top of ten. Now you're building momentum. And so I bring it up because I think that's what this is to me, John, is it's just another milestone that proves that you can come to Arkansas, play for Eric Musselman, and any goal dream that you have in basketball can be accomplished, right? I mean, listen, you know, again, something Coach Muss and I talked about. You know, Moses Moody is already an NBA champion at 20, 21 years old. Um, you know, Jalen Williams was, was playing meaningful minutes in the playoffs for Oklahoma City this year. Um, and so now you're going to add to that probably a top 10 pick in Anthony Black, probably a minimum of two, maybe three first-round picks if Jordan Walsh can sneak in the back end. And I think it just proves, you know, listen, I, I think there's a ceiling on what, you know, if you're a player, there, there's certain places, right? You know, like, I don't want to throw anybody under the bus, but, like, you know, you go to, like, Wisconsin, like, there's a ceiling to probably what you're going to be as a basketball player, right? You're going to play three, four years. You're going to have a good career, go overseas, whatever. You go to Arkansas, I mean, listen, now a top 10 pick, multiple first-round picks. This will be what? Uh, Fourth straight year since he's been there that at least one player has been drafted. And, oh, by the way, and I think this is an important part of the recruiting pitch as well, right, is you can win at a really high level too. As I mentioned, three straight sweet 16s, two elite eights. And, and John, I know something you and I have talked about is, you lost to the national champ in, in, in two of those three years, and Duke was probably the best team in the country the year that Arkansas lost to him. So, you know, you're winning at an insane level. Um, and so I just bring it up because I, I just think it's another thing that you can stack on top of everything else, is you can come to Arkansas, compete at the highest level, compete with the best programs, and, oh, by the way, in a year or two or three or whatever your timeline is, we're going to have you ready to play at the highest level, which is something that's proven out over the last two or three years. As you mentioned, Aaron, Coach Muss has been on both sides of this as a college coach, but he was a, an NBA coach at one time, so he's seen it on, on both sides. But did he reveal any kind of plans that he has, anything special planned for this Thursday night for the NBA draft? Yeah, I got some breaking news, Joe, which I'm sure has swept the Internet and swept Arkansas. Coach Muss is going to suit up on Thursday night, which was really – I just used this whole interview to set up that question was it's the first, it's the first time he's going to be in the green room. And I said to him, I said, coach, come on now. You, you are the, you know, you were wearing polos on the sideline before it was cool and normal to wear polos on the sideline. I said, you're not really going polo this year. Are you or, uh, on the draft? He said, no, 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 no. We, we had a suit fitting at the house. I'm going to make sure to look good. Uh, Mrs. Musselman helped me pick it out. My daughter, Mariah helped me pick it out, all that good stuff. So, I think that was the late-breaking news on what is expected on Thursday night. He will be attending the draft. He said it's the first one that I think it's the first one he'll ever be attending, period, but certainly in the role of the college coach that kind of gets to sit in the green room and look around. So, again, to, to John's first question, I think you could absolutely tell the excitement that he has about being there. Uh, I, you know, I think Nick Smith and Anthony Black, at the very least, will both be there and kind of being by those guys' side as, uh, you know, as they hear their names called on Thursday night. He still has to go basketball shoes. Even though he's going suit, he still has to do that. He can't just go hmm. full on because that's more acceptable now anyway, going with a basketball shoe with a suit. So he has to do that at least. Well, that Those are the hard-hitting questions you guys can ask him the next time. I didn't hmm. get too in-depth on the wardrobe. I just thought, 
I, I've just not, I, I mean, I guess I've seen him in a suit. I mean, I think early in his early time at Nevada, he started in the suit. But then really, that last year when they really played really well, made us well. Second to last year, they made the Sweet 16. Then they go, they, then they're top 10 in the country the following year. And pretty much he's just brought that polo wherever he's gone with them. So, um, so yeah, I, I don't know about the, 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 the shoe attire, but you're right, Joe. It is uh, socially acceptable. I know my wife told me she would not marry me if I would try to wear sneakers with a suit on my wedding day, <laughs> but I can't speak to, uh, I can't speak to uh, what, what, uh, you know, what he'll be wearing on uh, Thursday night. Yeah, well, yeah cuz honestly the only time uh, I've seen him in a suit when he the day he got hired at Arkansas he wore a suit and uh, I was looking back on that and I'm like man you know this is nothing uh, offensive to to Eric Musselman or anything I was like but that suit was not fitted for him you know, that was one of those suits where it was just like <laughs> they may they may have picked that one up at the at the JC Penney's on their way in and just said hey throw it on and sure. go for it so uh, yeah I'll be interesting to see him uh, see him in, in a suit and you know you mentioned the excitement and everything too that he has of uh, of these players and uh, just with the four guys that we're really talking about, of course, with Anthony Black, Nick Smith Jr., Jordan Walsh, and Ricky Council, uh, we think that they all will be drafted, and we know it's about the team you're with and the coaching you have and all that. But among all those guys, who do you feel like uh, could end up having or maybe has the most upside when it comes to their NBA career uh, or maybe some teams that you feel like uh, could be really fitting, especially for the top two guys? Yeah, John, this is one thing Coach, Coach and I talked about is you know, it's weird to, to say, like, Anthony Black is, like, new to basketball because I don't think he's new. But I think most Arkansas fans know, but I'm sure probably the average fan doesn't know, is that he was obviously a really high-level football player throughout so much of his life that it's really only been about the last year to 18 months that he's been able to solely focus on basketball. So it sounds weird. You know, American kid came up through the high school system. I mean, we're not talking about a kid that was – maybe born in a foreign country that never picked up a basketball until 16, 17 years old. But he, I feel like, is still probably pretty young in his development. And it speaks to, you know, how, how smart he is, how intelligent he is as a basketball player, that he was picking up, again, these complicated concepts as quickly as he was. And then, you know, obviously, look, I think the other three are, are all about upside, John, obviously. And, and I think the one that I'm obviously, it goes without saying, most intrigued by is Nick Smith Jr., just because, again, we know who he was pre- prior to all of these injuries, um, and we know what he's capable of being. And so, I don't, you know, I, I don't know his health status. There's nothing I've heard that you know negative as far as that's concerned. But I just hope that he has a, a healthy and productive NBA career because I, you know, I, I know it's disappointing to Arkansas fans, but I think I know every I know everybody listening also wants what's best for Nick Smith as well. And I think I speak for a lot of people, and I just want to see i want to see what he's capable of when he's able to be 100%. Um, and, and, you know, once he gets drafted and all that stuff and finds a landing spot, you know, what kind of player can he develop into, again, if, uh, you know, if he's 100%. So I think to a degree all of those guys are based on upside. But I think more than that, I think Nick Smith is the guy, not only from Arkansas, John, I'll take it a step further, maybe in this entire NBA draft that – if it clicks, I mean, he could be, you know, I'll give you an example, right? Like a Michael Porter Jr. who had a bunch of injuries in college, ends up falling to the 13th pick, and we've seen what he's done since. Obviously, Nick Smith's a little bit of a different player, but could he become that kind of star on a really good team as long as he can stay healthy? Nick Smith Jr. may be the best shooter of the four, but that's going to be something that's intriguing when you look at Anthony Black, Ricky Council, and uh, Jordan Walsh. They're all guys who are trying to improve their shooting, and, that's something that they're able to put a lot of work into on the next level. So 
that'll be intriguing to see those guys go through the NBA process and how they're able to improve as far as their shooting when they get to the next level. No doubt, and, and that's one thing, and I'm far from a, a, an expert on these things, but you talk to basketball people, they'll tell you, it's like, if a guy is willing to put in the work, that is the one skill. I mean, if you're not, you know, if you're born 6'2", you can't, through hard work, become 6'8", right? Like, if you uh, have a 25-inch vertical leap instead of a 45-inch vertical leap, that's not something that can really fundamentally be changed, but Three-point shooting and shooting in general is something that can be improved. And, you know, I think you look at uh, both the Jordan Walsh and Anthony Black. I mean, they're, they're just two really young guys. Like, they're 18 years old that are just now scratching the surface of their potential. And I think, you know, that's the one thing. It's not just an Arkansas thing. I think we forget about all of this with the NBA draft. Is The NBA draft is, is, you know, it's all about upside and development and trying to figure out, okay, which guys have tools that we can work with. And I think, frankly, all three of those guys that you mentioned, uh, Joe, uh, I still think they're they're nothing close to a finished product. And and so it's going to be fascinating to watch all of them unfold. But again, because the NBA draft itself is so much about upside, but especially those three freshmen are so much about upside as well, I I can't wait to watch their careers unfold. I, I know I've said it a few times. I think Nick Smith Jr. is the one to me that, like, Man, I just I, I hope he can stay healthy, and I hope we get to see what he's capable of. Because unfortunately for college basketball fans, we just didn't get to see enough of it. Well, At before we let you get out of here, man, I, I know that uh, you did talk a whole lot, or at least a little bit, you did with Eric, uh, Eric Musselman about his upcoming team uh, with the transfers and everything. Yeah. Still looking for another scholarship player. Uh, we'll see how, what direction they go. But just in your opinion. What do you make of all the transfers that have come in? What do you make of this team where it sits right now? Because I feel like this is setting up for another great year for Eric Musselman and the talent that he's been able to bring in through the portal. No doubt. And, yeah, I mean, I asked him one question at the end, and you could tell the excitement, but you could also tell, you know, they've had, what, a week in the gym with them, 10 days, you know, probably two or three practices at this point. And, understandably, you know, I, I think he's excited, but I, I, I don't even think he fully knows what he has yet, nor should he, right? I mean, I think you have whatever it is, eight, nine new guys. It's a lot of prove-it-to-me kind of stuff. But I can only say from my perspective, and I know we talked about this throughout the spring, guys, I, I'm really excited about this group because I think the transfers um, complement each other well, where you have a few guys that are shooters. You know, Keon Metafield's more of a, 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 a uh, get-to-the-rim kind of guy. L. Ellis is kind of a three-level guy. Tremont Mark's kind of more of a defensive guy first. Um, and I think that those guys not only complement each other well, but I think they also complement the returning piece as well. I know we've talked about it a million times. Intrigued to see what Trevin Brazil looks like back at full strength. Um, and I think, you know, to me, that, that's the part that I'm really excited about, is I think the pieces fit really nice. I think the talent is no doubt there. And I think the other thing that's important to note, too, and I know you guys know this, but it's going to be an older group next year. And I think, um, you know, it's easy to look back to last year, but between the injuries, you know, Nick Smith coming in and out of the lineup, you start with Trevor Brazil and then you finish without him. But then you also had six freshmen on that roster. That's just a, a, a lot to put on a lot of young guys. So this will be an older group, a more mature group. Um, he's excited, I could tell, and I know for sure that I am. I, I, I know we got a lot of time left before the Hogs tip off, but I am very excited to see them as well. 
Well, just from basing off of Razorback fans, I'd go ahead and argue that uh, they are about as excited uh, about Razorback basketball than in any other sport uh, here in Arkansas, too. So they're pumped up for it, and it was a great interview, folks. If you haven't had a chance to check it out, just go over to the Aaron Torres podcast, wherever podcasts are found, as well as on YouTube. You can check out the full interview with Aaron and Razorback head basketball coach Eric Musselman. It's going to be a great one. AT, as always, we appreciate you joining us. Have a great week and a great offseason, man, and I'm sure we'll be catching up with you sometime this summer. All right. Thank you, guys. Enjoy your vacation days, John. We'll be talking soon. Thank you, guys.